From iHeart Podcast, Supreme, the battle for Roe, tells the story of the unlikely champions behind the landmark case, Roe v. Wade. Starring Maya Hawk as 26-year-old lead attorney, Sarah Weddington. We're challenging the Texas abortion laws in federal court. And Academy Award nominee, William H. Macy as Supreme Court Justice, Harry Blackman. Time is not the most important factor. Getting it right is. Listen to the podcast, Supreme, the battle for Roe, on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. It's the man, the king, the god of this shit, Nick fucking Gates. And you know how I start this off. Shout out to all my MDK gang members around the world. Shout out to all my boys locked up in the cells. Eastern Block. Shout out to my hate club. Rest in peace, Big Day Hatred. And rest in peace, my brother Justice Payne. And I'm sending this video to my motherfucking boy, my gang member, Mike De Niro. And Mike, I want to start this off by saying thank you, man, for repping the MDK gang the right way. I want to say thank you, like I tell the rest of the people, and I keep telling them and telling them, Mike, if it wasn't for you or the rest of the gang, me, Nick Gage, I wouldn't be here right now, Mike. And I definitely would be doing what I love. That's professional deathmatch wrestling. So I just wanted to say thank you, Mike. And I want to let all my MDK gang members know to go check out the Wrestling Delarine podcast. I was on it. It was a dope-ass podcast. We had awesome conversation. It was one of my favorite podcasts I did. And I don't do too many. And I've done some big ones. And this one was one of my favorites. So go check out the Delarain Podcast every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. They do this shit three days a week. So from the king of this shit, from the god of deathmatch wrestling, go check out the Delarain Podcast. And remember... They do it three times a week. They ain't slacking. They're on top of their game. They do it Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. And you know what it is. It's MDK all fucking day. And Mike, I would love to be on your podcast again, man. Welcome to the Wrestling DeLorean Podcast. I'm your host, Mike De Niro. Before we get into the show today, I gotta thank all my fans for riding with the Wrestling DeLorean Podcast. All the Wrestling DeLorean passengers, I salute you guys. Thank you for making this show what it is today. Without you, there is no me. I salute you guys. I thank you guys. Thank you so much. I got a super stacked show for you motherfuckers today. We're going to be talking all about AEW Dynamite from this past Wednesday. And we're going to be talking about this Cody Rhodes situation because more and more information 
is coming out as the days go on, like I predicted was going to happen in the last episode. But before we get to all that, before we get into Cody Rhodes, before we get into AEW Dynamite, I want to thank all you motherfuckers who ride with the Wrestling DeLorean Podcast. If you don't already, follow us on Instagram at Wrestling DeLorean Pod. Follow us on Twitter at W underscore DeLorean Pod. Follow us on TikTok at Wrestling DeLorean Pod. If you like those little video shits that I be putting out. I appreciate you guys. Thank you everybody for all my fans from all over the world. Mexico, Canada, United States, Brazil, Ireland, India, France, Germany, Russia. The list goes on and on and on. Without you, there is no me. Thank you for riding with the Wrestling DeLorean Podcast. Let's get into this Super Stack show right now. Fuck this beat. Drop the fucking music. Let's get it on. Alright, let me let me let me take a chill pill. I, I just get excited. It's Friday. We're about to end the week off on the right way with the Wrestling DeLorean podcast. So I, I get a little excited. I mean, I need I need to calm it, bring it back down a little bit. You know what I mean? Right now I'm at a 10. I'm at 10. Let's bring it back down to like five. But anyway, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for allowing me into your morning routine like you do every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday here on the Wrestling DeLorean podcast. I appreciate all my Wrestling DeLorean passengers. So buckle up because we have a hell of a ride for you today. Today we're going to be talking about AEW Dynamite. Today we're going to be talking about the Cody Rhodes situation. And big announcement, just because I could do shit like this, it's my show. I do like having classic shit to talk about on Monday and Wednesday. I'm lacking a little bit. I'm slacking. I don't got classic shit to talk about on Friday. So that's all going to change. We're going to have a big announcement coming tomorrow, this Saturday, on the Wrestling DeLorean Podcast social media as we're going to talk about the classic wrestling reviews that will be coming to the Friday episodes of the Wrestling DeLorean Podcast. We are fastly approaching episode 200. So for all my fans who've been down for day one, I appreciate you guys. Thank you so much for riding with the Wrestling DeLorean Podcast. I don't know how many times I got to thank you on this show, but if, if you guys fault me for showing gratitude to my fans, then so be it. I fucking will never change. I will always show love to those who love me. Thank you so much. So, let's talk about Cody Rhodes. Before we get into the first post-Cody era AEW, let's talk about Cody Rhodes. I mentioned everything that happened. If you haven't already, you know, if you don't already know what's going on, then you're obviously living under a rock, but... You know, let's catch people up to speed a little bit. A quick synopsis. Cody Rhodes, former EVP of AEW. Basically, AEW was the vision of Cody Rhodes and the Young Bucks. But former EVP of AEW, former three-time TNT champion for AEW. Former host of the Go Big Show. Former star of Rhodes to the Top. Is no longer with the company. Now... I mentioned on Wednesday that the whole wrestling world melted down, and it's still melting. It's still melting down. Every day, we have more and more information. Every day, we have more and more speculation as to why Cody Rhodes is no longer with AEW. There's been rumors that it's a money thing. There's been rumors that it is a creative thing. There's been rumors that it's best for his family to leave. Now it's coming out that Cody Rhodes did not agree with AEW picking up so many new talents, AEW hiring so many new wrestlers. At the end of the day, it just doesn't make sense to me. Now, unless Cody Rhodes really felt hurt that the vision that him and the Young Bucks had is not the vision of the current state of AEW, 
I don't see why any of these things will be a problem for Cody. The only thing I can see Cody having a problem with is him losing his stroke in the company, him losing his creative power, him losing his booking power. That's the only thing that I would see Cody having a true problem with. I could see Cody and Tony Khan maybe coming to the uh, deal or a decision that Cody and the Bucks and the and Kenny Omega were going to help run the show in 2019 and come 2021, he's stripped of his power. But if that's the case, it's going to be really interesting to see Cody Rhodes and how he feels being a part of the WWE machine in a couple months. Because if you want to talk about having no creative power, no creative anything, the WWE is the place for you. The WWE is the place for you where if you have no say, if you want to have no say in your fucking character, the WWE is the place for you. If you want Hollywood writers writing fucking wrestling shows, when you yourself have a real old school wrestling mentality, the WWE is the place for you, Stardust. I don't get it. I tried to have a better understanding of this from Wednesday's episode to today's episode. I still don't get it. I'm still baffled. This is the best decision for your family. How? Now, I, I, I don't know. I, I, I just don't see it. Like, I mean, of course, I'm not a part of his family. I can't tell you what's best for his family. But from the outside looking in, you just had a daughter. No disrespect, but you just had a daughter. You want to be, unless you sign a part-time deal with the WWE, unless you sign not to do house shows, which I highly doubt, because you're not Brock Lesnar, bro. And even Brock Lesnar right now is doing house shows. You're going to be wrestling and on the road about five days a week. Where AEW, you're on the road once. You go to the fucking Dynamite tapings, you tape Rampage maybe. Once every four months you have a pay-per-view. So how is that best for your family? You're not going to be making the the money that you're making in AEW right now. Maybe, you know, maybe the money's better. I don't know. That I'm not going to speak too much on. But from the outside looking in, Cody was one of the top highest paid guys for that AEW roster. WWE's not handing out money like that. Unless they really believe in you. Now, maybe I got it twisted. Maybe I got it all wrong. Maybe Cody Rhodes goes to the WWE and they allow him to have creative freedom. Maybe they trust Cody Rhodes and says, hey, he proved he's a star. We're going to treat this guy like a star. Just like when John Cena comes in, John Cena does not get a scripted promo. John Cena speaks from the heart. Maybe Cody Rhodes proved that he could do the same thing. He could speak from the heart. Maybe Cody Rhodes doesn't work house shows. Maybe he's only going to be there for big events. Maybe he is a draw. I don't know. Maybe I'm getting a two ahead of myself. Regardless, I'm going to watch Cody Rhodes in AEW and WWE no matter what. I'm going to watch because I'm a fan and I am doing this podcast for you guys. So whether I agree with the booking decisions of WWE, I still come on the show and talk about it. So I'm going to be watching it. I'm excited to see what the decision is. Like I said on the podcast on Wednesday, I don't see this being a work. A lot of people are like, oh, this got to be a work. He's a heel. He's turning heel. It's got to be a work. 
How? You don't go as far as Cody did. You don't make press releases if this is a work, especially press releases talking about your outreach program and appointing Amanda Huber as the new leader of the outreach program. You don't go that far. If you go that far and this is a work, that's distasteful. You don't go that far. But regardless, shit is going to be very interesting. The wrestling world's melting down. Shit, I'm melting down. I'm melting down. What's going on? What's going on with Cody? What's going to happen? I need answers. I want to know. For people thinking that he's going to be at, you know, Saudi Arabia this, well, tomorrow for the Elimination Chamber show. Doubt it. If anything, there might be a video package for him. Maybe some mention of him. But doubt that he shows up. Maybe they hold that off for Raw. So let's talk about the Elimination Chamber. Tomorrow, Elimination Chamber is looking stacked, baby. 12 o'clock Eastern. 2 o'clock Pacific. Elimination Chamber is looking stacked. That main event with Austin Theory versus AJ Styles versus Brock Lesnar versus Bobby Lashley versus Matt Riddle versus Seth Rollins for the WWE Champion in the Elimination Chamber. I'm hyped for that match. Definitely hyped for that match. My predictions... Neither Brock or Bobby walk out with the title. What I would love to see, now this is just my little AJ Styles fandom playing off. What I would like to see is AJ Styles wins the title and we get AJ Styles versus Edge for the WWE Champion at WrestleMania. That would be a huge match. Whether, you know, the rumors are true or not, if we do get AJ versus Edge at Mania, whether it's for the title or not, that's going to be one of the matches I look forward to the most. But if it is indeed for the title, it would be even bigger. Imagine night one, main event, AJ Styles versus Edge for the WWE Champion. That would be super stacked. Also on the show, we have the female elimination chamber, Alexa Bliss making her return. No longer with the gimmick. I I appreciate it. I never liked that Lily shit. I'm appreciative that she's no longer doing that dumb gimmick. Anyway... Roman Reigns versus Bill Goldberg. That's on the show. That should be good. Maybe. Maybe. (laughs) Strong maybe there. But nonetheless, I'm excited for this card. They always seem to go all out in Saudi Arabia. I'm excited for this card. This card has a lot of implications on what's going to go down at WrestleMania. You know, maybe do we see Stone Cold Steve Austin make an appearance? Maybe he stuns uh, Kevin Owens, build up to that match. We shall see. But make sure you tune in. But I would be remiss if I said that the only pay-per-view going down tomorrow was the Elimination Chamber. Tomorrow night, we will be also talking about on Monday, not just Elimination Chamber, but we will be talking about Impact Wrestling No Surrender. The Good Brothers versus the Gorillas of Destiny. First time ever. The Bullet Club versus the Former Bullet Club. The Bullet Club OGs versus the Bullet Club. We got Switchblade Jay White, who's appearing on Rampage tonight at 7 o'clock. Special start time because of the NBA Finals. Special start time. We got Jay White versus Trent on AEW Rampage. But at No Surrender, we will be having Jay White versus Eric Young. We're going to have the team of Eddie Edwards, Willie Mack, Rich Swan. 
Chris Sabin, Rhino, and Steve Macklin versus the team of Kenny King, PCL, Matt Taven, Mike Bennett, and Vincent. Honor no more. This, this is looking like a really stacked card for Impact Wrestling. Make sure you check out Impact Wrestling No Surrender on Impact Plus. It's an exclusive event. If you got the YouTube package, make sure you check it out on YouTube for the Impact Wrestling channel. It's only 99 cents, guys. Pay the 99 cents. Watch this shit on YouTube because you're missing out on some great shit. You're missing out on the most consistent wrestling promotion in the fucking United States right now, Impact Wrestling. So with SmackDown tonight, Rampage tonight, Elimination Chamber tomorrow, and No Surrender tomorrow for Impact Wrestling, we have a lot to talk about on Monday. So make sure you tune in on Monday for all the results and the reviews for all this wrestling that we just mentioned. We have a lot of wrestling this weekend. So everyone just sit back and enjoy it. Stop this fucking territorialism shit. Stop being a fucking AEW mark or WWE mark. Go enjoy wrestling. Enjoy everything. I'm enjoying the Elimination Chamber. Even though the WWE hates me, I'm going to enjoy the Elimination Chamber. I'm going to enjoy Rampage. I'm going to enjoy SmackDown. I'm going to enjoy Impact Wrestling No Surrender because I'm a wrestling fan. So I enjoy everything. And you should too. Stop with the whole I hate you because you like WWE shit. I hate you because you're an AEW mark shit. Like, come on. It's professional wrestling, guys. There's a lot more bigger things that we should be worried about in this fucking world than who your favorite wrestling promoter is or your favorite wrestling promotion is. We're wrestling fans. Let's get along. Let's not fight. (laughs) Anyway, when we come back from this commercial break, we're going to be talking about the very first episode of AEW on TBS post-Cody Rhodes. See a lot of people, a lot of mixed reactions on this show. I personally liked it. We're going to talk all about it when we come back from this commercial break. Stay tuned. Protesters and supporters alike are lined up outside the United States Supreme Court this afternoon as a decision in the most hotly debated case in years is set to be delivered. From iHeart Podcast, Supreme, the battle for Roe, tells the story of the unlikely champions behind the landmark case, Roe v. Wade. Sir, I graduated the top quarter of my class. We, we just, just don't, don't have a spot for you. Starring Maya Hawk as 26-year-old lead attorney, Sarah Weddington. We're challenging the Texas abortion laws in federal court. And Academy Award nominee, William H. Macy, as Supreme Court Justice Harry Blackman. My chief qualification being... I'm uncontroversial. You know how we both ended up on the Supreme Court? Politics. Damn right. This may be the longest of shots, but it's also the last chance for a lot of women. Time is not the most important factor. Getting it right is. I'm trying to get you to stand for something, man. Now go to it. Listen to Supreme, the battle for Roe on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. 
From iHeart Podcast, Supreme, the battle for Roe, tells the story of the unlikely champions behind the landmark case, Roe v. Wade. Starring Maya Hawk as 26-year-old lead attorney, Sarah Weddington. We're challenging the Texas abortion laws in federal court. And Academy Award nominee, William H. Macy, as Supreme Court Justice, Harry Blackman. Time is not the most important factor. Getting it right is. Listen to the podcast, Supreme, the battle for Roe, on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey there, this is the Queen of Extreme Francine. I am here today to let you know that you need to go and check out this very cool podcast that is happening right now. It's called the Wrestling DeLorean Podcast. And it's on every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Yes, three days a week. It's amazing. And on Wednesdays, Wednesdays are really special because Edwin Melendez, he reviews ECW Hardcore TV and sometimes he even talks about yours truly. So, you need to go and you need to look up this podcast. Again, it's called the Wrestling DeLorean Podcast. And it's on every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. And please tell them that the Queen of Extreme Francine sent you. Welcome back to the show, ladies and gentlemen. We're about to get into AEW Dynamite from Nashville, Tennessee. We had a super stack show with a lot of stars there. We had Melissa Joan Hart, Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Shouts to Sabrina the Teenage Witch. I don't care whether you make fun of me or not. That was the shit back in the day. We had a lot of stars. Shouts to Nashville, Tennessee. It was a hot crowd all night. A lot of implications going into AEW Revolution, the next pay-per-view on the AEW calendar. So, without further ado, let's talk about this super stack show of AEW Dynamite on TBS where we saw... A TNT title match where we saw a huge match signed for AEW Revolution and hellacious no disqualification match between two very talented women and a whole lot more. So let's cut the beat and let's talk. A lot to talk about, a lot to mention about this episode of AEW Dynamite, but I'm going to break it down to the top five major points of this show. That being CM Punk's opening segment, the Brian Danielson-Moxley situation, Thunder Rosa versus Mercedes Martinez in a no-DQ match, Adam Cole and Adam Page, their whole segment, and the main event between Sammy Guevara and Darby Allin for the TNT champion. So let's talk about it. Starting out with what started out the show, CM Punk, he got to decide what match he wants to have with MJF, and that match that he's going to have with MJF is going to be a dog collar matchup. A match made famous by one of the most historic dog collar matches, Rowdy Roddy Piper versus Greg the Hammer Valentine. By the way, little side note for anyone who thought that Cody Rhodes was going to be mentioned on this show, the only time Cody Rhodes was mentioned on this show was for this segment, and it's not the way you thought. Cody Rhodes was not mentioned about walking away or or leaving AEW, they did mention that the last time AEW had a dog collar matchup, it was a classic between Mr. Brody Lee and Cody Rhodes, which unfortunately happened to be Mr. Brody Lee's last matchup ever, but still one hell of a match between those two competitors. We're going to see it be ran back. It's going to come again. We're going to have CM Punk and MJF in a dog collar matchup. Now, CM Punk was talking about, like, he was saying how, you know, he, he had to look back at some of his toughest matches, some ones that he lost years off of his life and career for, 
And that's the match that he wanted MJF in. He said he didn't want a cage because Wardlow could climb a cage. I don't like that he said that. Because if you're in a dog collar match, Wardlow could easily interfere in that shit too. So the fuck you... you know, what, what was the point of bringing up, oh, I don't want a cage because Wardlow could still interfere in the cage. Well, motherfucker, you can still interview in a dog collar match. But anyway... CM Punk had a very historic dog collar matchup in the second year of Ring of Honor history. I don't know if many of you know this, but CM Punk's most infamous dog collar matchup was between him and Raven at Ring of Honor in 2003. Where him and Raven beat each other both to a bloody pulp. CM Punk was an absolute mess. Raven was an absolute mess. Bleeding profusely. It was a match that CM Punk probably lost years off of his life of. Probably was a match where he lost years off of his career for. CM Punk said to MJF that after I'm done with you, it's not going to be your cheap ass spray tan staining the canvas. It's going to be staying with your blood. I fully expect this to be a bloodbath at AEW Revolution. At AEW does overdo the blood sometimes, but this is a blood feud that needs the blood. First matchup of the show, we had Lee Moriarty, Tiger Style, versus the American Dragon, Brian Danielson, and this was fucking awesome. I see people hating on this shit. How? This was pure wrestling. This was violent by technicalities. It was violent by wrestling. There is a difference between being an ultra-violent wrestler using weapons and being a violent wrestler where you do joint manipulation and just strike as hard as you fucking can. And this is what that was. Brian Danielson and Lee Moriarty beat the living shit out of each other. Lee Moriarty needed to really dig down deep and find a violent side of himself to at least last in the ring with the American Dragon, Brian Danielson. And still, after all that, it wasn't enough. Brian Danielson is just a maniac in there. He's a machine. I've never seen anyone who could out-wrestle Brian Danielson. I'm sorry. There's no one in this world who can out-wrestle Brian Danielson. Not back in the day, not right now. Lee Moriarty put on a good effort, though. But in the end, Brian Danielson defeats Lee Moriarty. Gets on the mic. He says that he's no longer waiting for his decision. Calls out John Moxley. He wants his decision right now. John Moxley comes out. He says, you, you brought up a lot of valid points. You brought up a lot of valid points. The violence that we could cause together and reshaping AEW is very intriguing. If me and you team, we could take this place by storm. He said, but also maybe... Maybe, just maybe, Brian Danielson only wants to team with me because he's too much of a bitch to fight me. He doesn't want to stand on the other side of the ring with me. Closing line was, John Moxley is not saying yes, but he's also not saying no to teaming up with Brian Danielson. But Brian Danielson has to learn that John Moxley only stands by people he's bled with. So, does this mean we're going to be getting John Moxley versus Brian Danielson at Revolution? And if John Moxley feels that, you know, they bled together, they could team up with each other. Either way, take my money. I am down for this. Just like I talked about how CM Punk versus MJF is going to be a bloodbath, I could see 
that being a bloodbath for a hardcore standpoint, I could see Brian Danielson and John Moxley also being a bloodbath from a technicality standpoint. Like I just talked about how violent Brian Danielson is with his headbutts and his elbow strikes and how fucking batshit crazy violent John Moxley is. I am very intrigued and I cannot wait to see this. I think that they are going to have a one-on-one matchup at Revolution. Speaking of violence, let's talk about Mercedes Martinez and Thunder Rosa. These two women tore the fucking house down, had a great uh, non-DQ match. This was a rematch from their match at Rampage two weeks ago. You got Britt Baker demanding that Mercedes Martinez gets the job done tonight. These women fought all over the arena. They went into the crowd. Thunder Rosa did a big-ass dive from the stands. Craziness. The one fault for AEW, I got to say, is they do too many hardcore matches too often. It's a little too often. And it's not that I don't like hardcore wrestling. I love hardcore wrestling. But if you are guaranteed a hardcore match every week, if you're guaranteed fighting the crowd every week, then it's going to get stale a little bit. You need to switch it up a little bit. But nonetheless, this matchup was awesome. In the end, Thunder Rosa picks up the victory. She wins. It looks like she's going to be next in line to go against Britt Baker for the AEW Women's Champion. Britt Baker, Rebel, and... uh, I was about to say Chris Statlander. No, not Chris Statlander. Britt Baker, Rebel, and Jamie Hayter, they jump not only Thunder Rosa after matchup, but they jump Mercedes Martinez. Now... It was at that point where I realized I really did enjoy seeing Mercedes Martinez and Thunder Rosa as competitors and as adversaries. But boy, would this be a dope-ass tag team. Which made me also think I would really like women tag team champions eventually in AEW. It's a lot of women teams. You got Ty Conti and Anna Jay. You got The Bunny and Penelope Ford. Now possibly you got Thunder Rosa and Mercedes Martinez. It's enough teams to have a tag team division for the women. So we'll see what happens with that. But this was a hell of a matchup. And I am all for if we get Thunder Rosa versus Britt Baker at Revolution. Because it will be almost a year to the day that Britt Baker and Thunder Rosa had their lights out matchup last year. That was considered top five AEW matches of the year. Next on the show, you had Adam Page come out, cutting a promo, talking about being the champion, and is quickly interrupted by Adam Cole. The two Adams here in the ring face-to-face. Adam Cole making it clear that he wants the next title shot. Adam Cole walks away. He says that if he does get a shot at Adam Page, he promises it's going to be mano e mano. There will be no interference from the Bucks or Red Dragon, which was bullshit. Because as soon as Adam Cole left the ring, Red Dragon attacks and destroys Adam Page. Adam Cole gets in the ring. It's a three-way jumping. It's a mugging. All the way until the Dark Order makes the save. It was really, really refreshing to see Red Dragon back on TV. Now, I had a lot of people saying that, oh, this is AEW's problem. They don't have Red Dragon. Well, not Red Dragon, but there's a lot of wrestlers that they don't show on TV. You just hired Kyle O'Reilly, and he hasn't really been on. Well, here he is. And then later on in the night, you may have known that he wasn't there because his son was born, or his child was born, I should say. I don't know if it was a son or a daughter, but God bless. And, you know, congratulations to Kyle O'Reilly and his wife for having a New baby, really cool. But that's why, you know, people talk and say, oh, Miro's not on TV. Well, Miro's injured. 
Kyle O'Reilly's not on his debut. Kyle O'Reilly just had a kid. Maybe there's more to meets the eye. Everyone's so quick to jump down AEW's throat. Maybe there's more to meets the eye. Maybe there's shit that we don't know about. So before we judge, we should take a second to find out. But anyway, good segment. I see people saying that they don't want Adam Cole in this title picture. I don't know what the hell's going on with you people. Adam Cole, he deserves better. All right, Adam Cole gets a title shot. Adam Cole doesn't deserve a title shot. What do you want? Listen, Cole versus Paige is going to be a phenomenal matchup. Do I see Adam Cole winning the title right now? No. Do I see Adam Cole eventually being AEW champion? Yes. 100%. Without saying. I think the next world champion is probably going to be either MJF or Brian Danielson. But we shall see. I digress. Speaking of championships... TNT Championship matchup, main event. We had Darby Allen versus Sammy Guevara, and this was by far their best matchup. I just want to say, I thought it was so refreshing that Sammy Guevara and Darby Allen, two AEW homegrown, the two of the four pillars, got the loudest reactions of the night. This crowd was eating this up. When Darby and Sammy both made their entrance, this crowd was going wild. So for everyone who says AEW doesn't make their own stars, they just depend on WWE cast-offs, this is the clearest example that is 100% bullshit because this crowd was going crazy for Sammy. This crowd was going crazy for Darby Allin. And boy, did this match deliver. Up until the end with the interference from Andrade El Idolo, I gotta say that this might have been the best Darby versus Sammy match in AEW history. They already had three before. In the end, after a hell of a matchup, Sammy Guevara retains his title due to the interference that he didn't even know happened between Andrade El Idolo and Jose. I think that this leads to a three-way matchup between Andrade and Darby, and Sammy at the pay-per-view. I don't like this whole story. I don't get it. I don't know why Matt Hardy and Andrade are a team. I don't know why Matt Hardy and Andrade are jumping Darby if they want Darby to work for him. It don't make sense to me. I think it's kind of stupid. Like I said last week, you could cut out all this fucking middleman fluff bullshit and just give me the match. Because that matchup is going to be phenomenal. It's just the story's not. But this matchup better save the storyline. Regardless, this AEW Dynamite was down in the ratings. One of the worst ratings of the year for AEW. But still, I enjoyed it. I thought it was a very good episode of AEW Dynamite. I give this episode a 3 out of 5 stars. I enjoyed it. Ladies and gentlemen, like I said, on Monday we're going to be talking all about AEW Rampage, WWE SmackDown, WWE Elimination Chamber, and Impact Wrestling No surrender. On top of the classic reviews of WWF Monday Night Raw is War. So there's going to be a lot to talk about on Monday. So you better make sure you tune in on Monday here to the Wrestling DeLorean Podcast. I love you all. Have a safe weekend. Stay strong. Stay positive. One love. Peace out. I'll catch you here on Monday on the Wrestling DeLorean Podcast. Is that
tough in the hood Till the wolves come Bitches let it drink in the club Till the wolves come Surrounded by the sheep in the street Till the wolves come Everyone strip on the floor We the wolves done Fuck with the Nero, I got a Snyder extender clip, so who wanna play hero? Go bash shit like Ozzy, I was born in the darkness. Oh, you the wolf till we pull up and you're harmless. So pray to Oliver, the Don Dada, the top shotter, the top spot, final boss you cross, that's when you ride stop. Basquiat with that white chalk, trigger finger streets, while leave your brains on the sidewalk. Niggas that get tough in the hood, till the wolves come. Bitches let it drink in the club, till the wolves come. Surrounded by the sheep in the street, till the wolves come. Everyone strip on the floor, till the wolves come. Heard them got them niggas, they be moving in the packs. Think the shit is sweet, they be plotting in the back. Summertime, better be careful where you at. No matter Addy, nigga, we gon' get you where you lack. Dipping, creeping through the night is precise. Catching nigga slipping for his ice worth your life. Answers yes, well, did nigga pay your price? Right or wrong, when you see the moon, it's on sight. South Bronx, midnight, niggas moving packs cause they hunting. I'm moving packs of that onion, but probably packing up some. Catch him slipping with them coals and he ain't telling us nothing. Catch a nigga fooling twice and then I'm pressing that button. Send his ass away, permanent vacate and start bluffing. Must have moved to Honolulu, changed his name to McLovin. Said you know what you know, that's for the pack to remember. And if a nigga leaking these, we gotta. Niggas say the dead don't talk, but that money do If I put a hole in his melon, I bet his honey do Shorty keep crying and screaming like that's helping you Bullets gave his brain a period for that decimal Niggas that get tough in the hood, till the wolves come Bitches let it drink in the club, till the wolves come Surrounded by the sheep in the street, till the wolves come Everyone strip on the floor, till the wolves come Heard them got them niggas, they be moving in the packs Think the shit is sweet, they be plotting in the back Summertime, better be careful where you're at No matter Addy, nigga, we gon' get you where you lack Dipping, creeping through the night is precise Catch a nigga slipping for his ice, worth your life Answer yes, well, did nigga pay your price Right or wrong, when you see the moon, it's on sight Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Bed Bath & Beyond is back with more to choose from than ever before. At the new Bed Bath & Beyond, you'll find all the products and brands you love, along with a huge new selection of furniture, decor, and everything else you need to create the home of your dreams. All in one amazing online store. Download our new app and save even more with exclusive deals and offers. Plus, get free shipping right to your front door. Welcome to a bigger, better beyond. 